Thanks for checking out this weekly Sunday message from Carrollton UMC. We pray that God will use this to speak to you and help you grow in faith. We invite you to join us this Sunday at our 10.30 a.m. one-hour service in person at our location in Uptown New Orleans or live online on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. To learn more about Carrollton, please visit carrolltonumc.com and we hope you enjoy this message. Our scripture this morning comes from 1 John. So this isn't the Gospel of John, but it's the books of John that are near the end of the Bible, right before Revelation. It's 1 John 2, verses 3 through 6. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says... I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. The word of God for us, the people of God, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you in all ways, for you are our rock and our ever-present Redeemer. Amen. All right, sermon title is, who, who knows what company slogan that is? Anybody? Boar's Head Deli Meats. Don't y'all see that commercial? Compromise elsewhere. Now, um, it's interesting how that company uses that slogan because, frankly, the slogan seems to suggest that the thing to which it pertains is, is, is of such vital importance, like, I don't know, medical care, that we better not compromise on the quality of that. But deli meats? But here's how they dish it up. The ads are set up to show you how wonderful and luxurious things like boar's head pastrami are. So you get to the point of valuing what you're seeing with your eyes and hearing. And presto, it makes sense to you to contemplate compromising elsewhere. But not on deli meat, where this particular option, boar's head, is extravagantly good. Now, far be it from me to tell you to compromise on deli meat, although... At some level, and I may cause a fight here, but isn't bologna just bologna? (laughs) Although, I don't compromise on my ham most of the time. Because as a person who used to make poor boys for a living, I only eat chassassi ham. Because it's made the old-fashioned way. And now look what's happening. They've got us talking in church about deli meats instead of about church. And that is... A problem, folks. Distraction. A matter of fact, we compromise on all sorts of things in our lives, including our health, our relationship, our journey as Christians, because we get distracted. We get told or we decide for ourselves, well, this detour is too exciting for me to pass up, even if it's not really good for me. And we take the low road instead of the high road, and the next thing we know, we have compromised on something important, which is why 
this message today is apropos for Mother's Day because, and I know this isn't absolutely universal. Some people may have had a different experience, but on balance, mothers, when it comes to their kids, compromise elsewhere. You know, with mothers at the purest level, being a good mom, it's not so much about compromise as it is about sacrifice, sacrificing for the best needs of the child. So if I had to pick a role model for kids, and I think we do have to pick a role model for our kids, there's no better role model than Jesus. Compromise elsewhere. And I would say that a lot of the ills that plague our society today is because people simply just don't emulate Christ, including and especially kids who get in trouble, in large part because their parents don't have any frame of reference at all for Jesus. Now, this all started back in the 1970s when people began to fall away from church. And until that time, everyone seemed to go to church. Churches didn't need to market themselves or go out and get people for the congregation. Church was like the place to be. But beginning in the 70s, as people started to move away from church, churches didn't get it. And over time, congregations dwindled. This congregation you're sitting in right now, when I was here in the 60s and 70s, had what, Charlene, like 500 people in it? Something like that? And as people fell away from church, one generation after the other knew less and less about church to the point where we are now where there are parents, and I'll suggest you several generations of parents, who have absolutely no frame of reference for church. They have no idea what a church does, and therefore no frame of reference for Jesus. So if you ask them, what would Jesus do? They'd have to say to you, honestly, I don't know. And as a result, those parents have a tough time teaching their children how to emulate Jesus as a role model. That problem, that lack of understanding about Jesus in the modern world requires all of us to reach out and teach the modern world about Christ. Of course, in order to come across as genuine in that process, we personally, ourselves, we need to be following Christ. And that needs to be obvious. Compromise elsewhere. So think about it. Do we rank and file Christians really know what it means to follow Jesus? Because Christianity is not about knowing a few doctrines or memorizing a couple of scriptures or following a, cer a certain few moral precepts. It is about actually knowing God. It's about actually knowing Jesus. Jesus said this on the way to the cross in John 17. He describes what it means to have eternal life. He says, now this is eternal life that people know the only true God, and know Jesus Christ, whom God has sent. We need to pursue that intimate knowledge now, immediately, compromise elsewhere. Remember what we have learned, and the scripture said it today too, truth is a person. Truth is witnessed in the life of Jesus Christ. If you do not know Jesus you do not know truth, and frankly, you're flunking as being a Christian. And you're of little use to a world that so badly needs to be instructed about Jesus. Now, many of us claim to know Jesus. It's easy to do that. We've been all hanging out in church for a while, but it's also to be mis easy to be mistaken about that. And 
John says that in verse 4 of the scripture today. Very bluntly puts it. He says, whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. Behind today's scripture from 1 John, in John's mind, I think, were the words that Jesus sent, said in the upper room at the Last Supper to the disciples in John 14. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And a few verses later, he says, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and I will disclose myself to him. Isn't that fascinating? If you say, Jesus, welcome, and I love you, I'm going to follow your commands, he's going to reveal himself more to you. But in case the disciples missed it, a few verses later, he says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. He who does not love me does not keep my word. And then in the next chapter, one more time, he says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus is saying a lot of things in those scriptures, but among other things, he's saying compromise elsewhere. What would Jesus do? That's really the right question to ask. Problem is, though, you can't answer it just based on your own opinions and thoughts. You need to answer it based on Scripture. What would Jesus do? Jesus provided us the two greatest commandments and lived by those two commandments in Matthew 22 when he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And he says, the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. We can't imitate Jesus if we don't know anything about him. It's up to each one of us to learn about Jesus through the study of Scripture. But as an added bonus today, here's a head start on that. Two things. Number one, imitate Jesus in his servanthood. Eliminate our own vain glory about ourselves. Fill ourselves with the humility that Jesus Christ showed. Willingly seek out the best interests of others over your own. Be diligent in your work as a servant until the work is completed. Remember that Jesus stepped down from heaven as all God to become all man as well, not to serve himself, but to serve humankind. Paul tells us in Colossians how this servant stuff works. He says this, he says, whatever you do, Work at it with your, all your heart as if you're working for the Lord, not for human masters, because he says, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Serve others without grudge, without hypocrisy, or expecting any favor in return. Remember Jesus' compassion for widows and children, for the hungry crowd, and for those who are sad or hurting. And secondly, Imitate Jesus through suffering. Oh, this is one that's a little bit of a conceptual struggle for us. Suffer? But it's true. The greatest example of love that Jesus showed for humankind was the suffering that he experienced while on earth. We all suffer from time to time. Amen? Be patient in your suffering. Quit your complaining about it. And remain hopeful in the company of your friends and believers while you suffer. 
learn about Jesus in order to know about Jesus and to be like Jesus. Compromise elsewhere. And mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Turn them into saints. Teach them to be like Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, you provided for us in Scripture, in no uncertain terms, the life of Christ. A life that we can emulate if only we would study it and learn it and embrace it, Lord. Give us the strength, the focus, everything we need, Lord, to take that Scripture in, to make it a part of our inner fabric, so that each of us, each and every day, becomes more and more like Christ, so that we can share that with the world so that the world becomes a better place and looks more like the world that you intended. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord and Savior. Amen.